Welcome to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. A little bit of a delayed reaction on the show, but uh, we are going to talk Draymond Green and where he stands, talk about his legacy. Uh, if you've listened to the Flipside Sports Podcast, uh, we've talked about Steph Curry's legacy. And Nate Moss is with me to help me break down Draymond's as well. He is a Michigan fan. I, I wanted a Michigan fan on the show just so I can get a little bit of a devil's advocate point of view. I don't want my bias getting in the way of, uh, you know, uh, quality content. So uh, that's what we're going to do here. Check us out on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, you know, do the like, share, support, subscribe, whatever it is that you need to do. And, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Nate, how are you doing today, brother? I am good. How are you? I am I am playing with kids in the heat and feeding kids in the heat and everybody's angry, but but, uh, but we're good for a minute. I got some AC and ready to talk about a player that has that has really, really um, I know you said you want a devil's advocate, but uh, he's kind of grown on me lately, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that. So uh, why don't you kick it off on Draymond? Yeah, I might end up having to play devil's advocate then because some of his uh stuff um some of his stuff that went on or whatever in the finals in uh, his attitude and the way he was doing a couple of things like kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way especially considering the fact that offensively he was playing like such garbage um and i don't know maybe it's just the whole uh mrs mahomes and mrs stafford effect with his wife and all that with the chance in boston that were going on um directed at draymond green and her taking that approach where she has to speak out and be the spokesperson for her husband. And I, that type of bullcrap just annoys me to no end. But uh, so that didn't help. But look, he, he, he he's never been that go-to type scorer. Now, I mean, he's had 30-point triple doubles in the finals. Uh, granted, you know, that was a game that was lost to uh, the Cavaliers after uh, LeBron uh you know, spooned Adam Silver and uh, got him suspended for a game. But, or was bit by or was bit by a radioactive spider and became a superhero. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this was such a uh, interesting finals for him because when you looked at Game One and the way the Warriors played, there there was some thoughts that you know what they might not win a game. And uh, especially the way Al Horford played and a lot of that responsibility was on Draymond Green. But when you watch what Draymond did throughout this entire postseason, which, yeah, uh, the MVP got his, you know what I mean? But at the same time, the first few games, which were integral and integral and setting the tone for that series, Draymond played very, very well on him defensively. You look at what he did on Jalen Brown, which two totally different positions. You got a wing, and then you have a, you know, a center who's, uh, you know, hands down the best center in the league, and you know, one of the top three players. Like, yeah. why? Why does his offense not get that respect when people? I, I just want to know what the difference is in regard to his game defensively. And the fact that he provides a little bit on the offensive end, but why he doesn't get respected like Dennis Rodman? Um, yeah, well, I mean, Rodman was. I mean, there's there's not anything that Draymond's 
all-time great at. Um, right. He's a defensive player of the year. He's an all-time great defender. Rodman gets a lot of credit for not only his persona, but, I mean, Draymond, Draymond has the ability to to upset your best player and get him kicked out of the game. But Draymond does not have the ability to get 34 rebounds. Um, <laughs> the the thing that, that, that I've loved, and I, and I never liked Draymond, never liked Draymond as a player. Uh, I didn't know anything about his wife coming out and talking for him, which doesn't make sense. I mean, you got the Stafford-Mahomes comparison. I know that drove you nuts, but those are two players that, that don't like to say things in public. This one, uh, Draymond could speak for himself. And he he's not he's not afraid to. Uh, I think I think a, a good comparison to his legacy is somebody that somebody that probably should get a little more credit offensively than they do, but a great defender was Ron Artest. Um, and and I, I, Draymond's a lot like him. I, I I know that you make people make a big deal of Robertson and Westbrook averaging triple doubles the way they did, but Draymond for his career is damn near there. Um, obviously the points aren't as high, the rebounds aren't as high and the assists aren't as high, but they're right there. Um, what he brings on the defensive end, he's, he's a difference maker. He's only had a negative defensive box plus minus, uh, twice, uh, for the analytics people. That's, that's what, when he's in the game, how much, what, how much he affects the score. Um, and he's, he's led the league twice there. And the, the year that the two years he led the league, he didn't win defensive player of the year. Uh, so, so you can make a case that he should have one or two more. I, I think that he's done as a integral piece of any other team except this one. I think he's a captain. I think he's an irritant, and I think he's the best player in the world at doing that. I just don't know that he's an effective offensive option anymore at all. Yeah, and that that's the thing. Like, I mean, I'm, I wasn't saying he was. Dennis Rodman to rebound in defense and all that type of stuff. But what I what I ultimately meant was, like, Rodman, everyone was like, oh, well, he doesn't score. He does this. And, you know, even at the end of the career, his career when he wasn't an elite uh, rebounder and defensive player, he was still like, oh, well, he still gets rebounds. He still, he still dives for loose balls. He'll still, He'll still kick a camera. Still alone off. Yeah, he'll he'll still do these things. Draymond's offensive game is depleted and has been for a couple of years. And the thing is, is it just kind of like swept up on everybody because he was missing a ton of action, and then Steph Curry and Clay Thompson were both missing a ton of action. And obviously, those guys are parts of the team, parts of the offense that make Draymond shine. Like let's let's be real here Draymond's not exactly the guy who makes the engine go but he might uh he's not exactly the engine to the team like Steph Curry is but I think he's the guy who turns the key and uh he's one of those types of guys and I don't understand why people are so harsh on Draymond as far as being not what he was offensively when he still does these other things, not necessarily rebound, but when he still does things defensively at such an elite level. Yeah, and and like I said, I mean, I, I said, you know, Ron Artest, Metal World Peace, whatever you want to call him, uh, it's a lot Tampa like the Kobe. It's, it's, the, it's just like Kobe. Like, Artest wasn't getting the credit that Kobe or Powell or even Odom were getting at the time as offensive pieces. But there's no championship without – Ron Artest on those Laker teams, 
there's there's maybe maybe the Durant championship happens without Draymond, but the other you don't. Um, he was. I mean, I mean, you could make the argument that his stupid technical fouls might have cost him one, but he. Um, I mean, he's he's always been a good passer. He's he's always been a great team player. He he demands a lot, like a lot of the great defenders. And I, I don't understand the questions of his his legacy. Um, I, I used to be like, if you'd look at pure numbers, like, sure, he's he's not he's not Barkley, he's not Rodman, he's not Duncan, but he's he never pretended to be. Um, he's he's a first battle Hall of Famer. That's all there is to it. Uh, whether people agree with it or not, uh, we we talked about on the Steph Curry episode maybe giving some credit to the, the Golden State Warriors because maybe Draymond doesn't work anywhere else, but Golden State knew that he'd work with what they were trying to do. He busts his ass. He comes to work every day, demands a lot of his teammates, and he's a leader, and he has been from day one. Uh, to me, if I had a vote, and I don't I don't know what the class is going to look like coming in with him, which could be, I mean, at this rate, it could be a pretty, pretty impressive one, but um, I, I, I don't see... Other than maybe LeBron, Chris Paul, and Kevin Durant all retiring the same year, I don't see any chance of him not getting first ballot Hall of Fame. Yeah, and I mean that—that's something that you also one one of the things that I think people forget about his career is when did Golden State start to get really good? Like they were mediocre or whatever for a little bit. They got really good when David Lee got hurt. Yep. And that was when Draymond came into the picture and erased David Lee from from uh, NBA history. And, that you know, he's Lee still had those massive rebounding games and stuff like that. But the things that Draymond was able to do and the way they manipulated the uh, his uh, tweener status between power forward and wing – because they were concerned, you know, he's only six foot seven or six six, and he he was able to do that. The way he did that, plus you look at uh, the things he did at an international level um, when he was in those types of games, his teams just did better. And a lot of it is because you have multiple guys who can shoot and need the ball in their hand. Um, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, both internationally and in the NBA at Golden State. Uh, Jordan Poole right now, um, when you look at the international level, you had guys like Durant and whatever else on the team. But when you have a guy like Draymond Green bring it up, he makes the right play, not, okay, hey, this is the guy. We need to give the ball to Kevin Durant. Obviously, uh, the Durant uh, switches against Cleveland and LeBron's own uh, Kevin Love to the Wolves um, wasn't like, you know, something that falls under that category, but it was something where he always had that ability to make the teams that had massive egos a lot better. Yeah, until he told Durant to get out. <laughs> yeah, in which case, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the Warriors are ultimately better for it um but yeah. he, he he had that way to you know clay thompson needs the ball steph curry needs the ball and draymond facilitates it not to steph curry because he's the best player he will make that pass to an andrew wiggins 
or a Jordan Poole because it's the right play. And I think to see something like that um, is incredibly underrated in how basketball is viewed today and how everybody needs to put up 30 points and it's ISO ball and all that type of crap. Yeah. If he wasn't, if he wasn't an above average passer, he wouldn't, he probably wouldn't have been able to find a spot if he wasn't a great defender on, on that golden state team. Another player I compare it to, I mean, you say what you want about the big three in Boston, but I, I'm not sure they win a title without Rondo. Um, yeah. Rondo was the same way, nine, six, and seven. Well, I think he had 11 or 12 assists one or two years there. But but it's one of those things, like, sure, anybody can get those assists, but can everybody be a captain on a team full of veterans the way Draymond, the way Rondo, the way Artest did? Um can they can they be a tenacious defender at their size? Draymond, much like Rondo, Rondo was covering uh, point guard through uh, small forwards for Boston. Draymond is what six seven, six eight, covering centers. If if he played 10, 15 years earlier or later, if he if he started now, he'd he'd be a great player because he can shoot. I mean, people make fun of his shooting and it doesn't look great, but you look at the numbers and you can't, there was five or six years. You couldn't leave him. Um, he's his turnovers. I mean, his turnovers on TV look terrible, but when you look at the numbers, he doesn't have a ton of them. It's, yeah. I mean, it, it has something to do with him not having the usage percentage. A lot of those guys do, but Draymond is the ultimate, the ultimate, do your job player. He is, he is a new England Patriot through and through. Yeah. Um, you know, minus the, uh, mouth. Yeah, but he was, he was kind of chill with when he was with new England, you know, talks, Com- comparatively smart, speaking. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yeah, just, that's Draymond to me is like, is like LeBron at this point. Like, if you want to prove that you're great, stop dyeing your beard. Just go out there looking like Bill Russell and bust their ass, and nobody can say anything. Like, if you go out there with a gray beard and gray hair and and get a triple double, or like LeBron, if you can drop thirty on people looking like current Bill Russell, I don't have anything to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you look yeah. like Uncle Drew, and you're still doing that at the NBA, I'm 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 impressed. And Draymond. Draymond's a couple uh, missed just for men treatments away from looking just like that. <laughs> yeah, he—that's the thing. It's like he's—he's he's done it for so long, and people just expect that longevity too. And I, you know, people hate him because of his mouth. You can do whatever you want to do as far as that goes, but his level of elite. Defensive play. I'm not saying he's as good of a defender as the player I'm about to mention. His level, though, of elite defensive play is more than double what Ben Wallace's was. Oh yeah. And that and Ben Wallace provided nothing offensively. Okay, like he'd score Some double great digit. dunks. Yeah, a lot of putbacks. Um, offensive rebounds like going straight up. Yeah, and that that's what I'm saying. But he, he did that for – he did that, what, for four years? Yeah. And he guarded one position. 
you know, Draymond's out here doing this for over a decade now, guarding one through five, guarding Jalen Brown, guarding Kobe Bryant when he first came into the league, guarding those types of guys. And Dwayne Wade. He's been, yeah, and he's been a top 10 defensive player pretty much every year. guard Wade well, though, to be fair. Yeah. That's a little. Somebody named Flash isn't a great matchup for Draymond. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I agree. Like, like people people talk about his mouth, and that's why they hate him. But they're so quick. I'm I'm one of them. They're so quick to put Kevin Garnett, Charles Barkley, and and Ron Artest ahead of him. They had a mouth like nothing you've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, Jordan talked, but the stories of Kevin Garnett and Barkley's trash talk is is legendary, and and people want to knock. Draymond for us like these guys these guys did it like like what, yeah. what's the problem I, yeah so social media is a little more prevalent so every word gets hung on to and it's like if it were that prevalent when Charles Barkley were playing Charles Barkley wouldn't even be in the Hall of Fame just because of his mouth <laughs> like yeah. yeah that'd be so, a I mean, uh, podcast if he didn't get in yeah and I mean, Barkley, look, I'm I mean not, yeah I'm not gonna sit here and uh you know, you know jump into the Draymond and Charles Barkley talk because Charles Barkley is obviously the much better basketball player. And those two have their little uh, back and forth. And who knows if it's for show because Draymond's really good at promoting himself. Let's just say that. Yeah, and they get along when they're on the show together. Yeah. and uh, But th- that's one of the things is like his ability to do everything for longer, his ability to – stay at that level for longer and everybody in the state of Michigan, because let's be real, this is Michigan, Michigan state podcast. Everybody in the state of Michigan knew Ben Wallace was first ballot hall of fame. Yeah. And I, the the versatility, how long he's been elite at, at least one end of the floor and what he's provided offensively. Draymond green, is at least twice the basketball player Ben Wallace is. Yeah. Draymond Green was not, is not elite at anything. Ben Wallace was the best shot blocker and rebounder for a while, but he was an absolute liability offensively. He was an absolute liability on the perimeter, and he only has one title. Uh, Mm -hmm. Draymond's got four, and no matter how old he gets or how many times people say he's washed up, the best player development team, the best executives, the Golden State Warriors, for some reason, keep, keep putting him in the starting lineup. And that's because they know what they're doing and the media doesn't. Draymond is enough to piss you off. If you, but in a, in a series, like to me, he was, I, I didn't expect Looney and Wiggins to play the way they did. I thought Draymond was going to be the X factor because, because the pests on Boston, the, the Marcus Smarts, the Robert Williams, the Al Horfords, and then the elite scoring ability of two versatile players in Tatum and Jalen Brown, I thought, Draymond is going to be the reason that the Warriors win this. If Draymond plays well and frustrates them, the Warriors walk away with this. And and I bet them and I hit it because of Draymond. It wasn't because of Steph. I knew what Steph could do. I knew Clay Thompson wasn't going to be Clay Thompson. I didn't know what Jordan Poole was going to do. But I knew that Draymond was going to do the right thing and piss off the right players. And he did. Yeah, and that that's the thing is, you know, look at Jalen Brown's numbers. Oh, well, he still averages. If He's Boston awesome. would have won 
if Boston would have won, he would have been the finals MVP, blah, blah, blah. Um, That's a Tatum problem. That's not a Draymond problem. Yeah, but look at Brown's percentages, Brown's numbers when Draymond was a primary guarder. You know, when Draymond was a primary defender, it dropped. Marcus Smart was a better scorer when Draymond guarded him than Jalen Brown. Yeah, and so – I think that what I think that that look that's the reason why they won. You you can say what you want. That was the reason why they lost game one. But that was the reason why they won the series, and it was because Draymond showed up. You know what Draymond did at game after game one and his talking and everything else was kind of like driving me crazy. Like I said, it kind of turned me off to the the idea of just. Draymond being Draymond, which is loudmouth, very brash, uh, brutally honest, and you can go back. And I I was kind of disappointed in watching him. And, you know, if you're going to – my thing is is if you're going to talk like that, you better show up. And he showed up the rest of the series. Yeah, he did eventually. At first, you're like, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah. He's eating his words. Yeah, and, you know, that's one of the things that – makes him so great is he knew that he needed to do it. He knew what he needed to do. He made certain sacrifices and he went out there and he did what was necessary for the Warriors to win. And I I think that's one of the things that make him great. I think it makes him a Hall of Famer. Uh, You know, first ballot, I mean, you said it it depends on the class because a lot of those guys are getting up there in age, you know, and be one of them, obviously. And uh, that is, uh, you know, the like I said, it, it depends on the class, but I, I think he should be a first ballot guy. Um, he's a, he's a, he's another Spartan to me. Uh, I've, I've said it before. He's, I mean, obviously, has a better work ethic and longevity, but. You know, there's another Spartan that played a different sport that was a little overweight, and they said he won't be able to find a spot at the next level, and that's Le'Veon Bell. And he found a spot. He found a place where he fit, and that's what Draymond was. Draymond was the 95th best player coming out of high school and then got drafted 37. Like, he he worked his ass off to get to where he is. And you can tell by his physique that he's – I mean, he was, he was heavier when he was younger, and he realized that he – he didn't have that physical ability. Like you see a lot of the great players do, they adapt their game as they get older and their body doesn't, isn't able to do what it was. And he's a perfect example. He's, he's found a way to keep himself in good enough shape to make a difference in this league. And he's got four rings. He's got a bunch of hardware, a bunch Two of gold medals. teams. Yeah. He's led the league in steals. He's, I mean, he's the most versatile defender of this era, other than maybe Kawhi Leonard when healthy. Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't, I don't see an argument The the on pro basketball reference, they do a hall, hall of fame probability and he's still only at 76%. They get in at about 50, but I, I, I with four rings, I just, I, 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 I disagree. I, I, yeah. Unless and it, it's literally team USA retires. I think he's in. Yeah. And that, that's the thing is, uh, he's like, they, they look at the international stuff as well for yeah. the Naismith Hall of Fame. So that's why you see guys like, yeah, he was good in the NBA, but Arvita Sabonis, oh, yeah, definitely Hall of Famer. It's like, look at his NBA career? Maybe not. Yeah. And so 
when you factor in what he did for Team USA as well, even though he was considered one of the worst guys, the team always looked better when he was in. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be biased. It just did. And yeah. I mean, you look at his weight loss, even at Michigan State, and uh, look, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite uh, Draymond Green stories is he uh, actually got into it with another Hall of Famer his freshman year. And uh, that other Hall of Famer will tell you the story. Uh, it's Tom Izzo. And he was talking and he was showing him something and Draymond pointed something out to him. And Izzo looks at him and he goes, shut up, Draymond, you're a freshman. And Izzo sat there and did a double take and he was like, actually he was right, but I never admitted it. <laughs> like his basketball IQ as a freshman at Michigan State was absolutely surreal, and you can just see it now in the NBA still. Yeah, he's. I mean, I know. I know we got a wrap. We can we can go yep. on this, but he's. Yeah, he's. But he gets my vote, and I I can't stand Michigan State. And I never liked Draymond. He's one of those players that I learned to appreciate later on. I'm just gonna enjoy him while he's here, and when he starts talking, I'm gonna tune in. <laughs> yeah, the volume. Uh, right. He's, he's on the volume. He's got the Draymond Green show. You want to hear him talk, you can listen to it on there. But, uh, hey, Nate, thanks for uh, joining me today. I know uh, time was tight, but I really appreciate it, man. Uh, I'm Tyler Hayward, Nathan Moss, as well as Triple Snap Podcast.